Hi, it's John from CEO Raider. Visit us at CEORaider.com, the only place on the internet where customers, employees, and investors may rate a given company or a CEO, CEORaider.com. Don't have a, a news item per se to speak on tonight. Just wanted to take a moment to speak a little bit about IBM, a company that's been sticking in my craw for several years. I, I don't have a vested interest in the company, long or, or, or short. It's just... It's painful to watch this once great American institution within the world of technology sort of die a very slow, painful death. And I don't, I don't hold the, the hardworking men and women who show up to work each day to uh, try to drive value. Don't hold them in any way, shape, or form responsible. It's, our critique is solely of the, the senior management team and, and board of directors. And you've got a company that over the, the past five years, the, the stock is off 29%. Year to date, it's off 14%. 21 consecutive quarters of declining year-over-year revenues. And what's happening is that the, the company is slowly transitioning away from legacy software and services where particularly on the software side, you would recognize your revenue up front and then moving to, you know, the fancy word of the, of the, of the moment is cloud-based revenue, which is back in my banking days, software as a service is revenue. And it, it's typically revenue just delivered over the web as opposed to installed on the, on the PC. And for that type of software, the, the revenue is, recognized differently as opposed to uh, the vendor receiving all of their revenue for the given transaction up front at the time of sale. Um, the revenue is recognized pro rata over the duration of the contract term. So you have more revenue visibility with pro rata rev rec, but you don't have that big upfront pop. And as a result, uh, you don't have that sharp peak in revenue in the near term, and you tend to have, um, not tend, you, you, you do have uh, profitability that's diminished in the near term, although longer term it tends to, to, to build on itself. And so that's kind of the, the major reason as to why you have the year-over-year revenue decline, which has been the case with 21 quarters in a row. So that's fine. That's that's legitimate. But if that's going to be the case, these transitions take a long time, particularly when you're a company the size of, of IBM. So if you're going to go through that transition as a public company from upfront revenue to, uh, to pro rata rev rec, um, you got to give investors, institutional investors, something, you know, in lieu of. So you got to find a way to replace that revenue growth. And what I've proposed publicly, and I'll do so again here, is uh, replace that lost revenue due to RevRec with acquisitions, acquire revenue. And particularly where IBM has touted its Watson initiative over the past several years, Watson is IBM's analytics initiative. It's, from my point of view, 99% sizzle. 1% substance. It's a lot of talk. And, and what IBM has done is they've rolled up a number of different software analytics companies, SPSS, 
Applix, Cognos, Unica, and others. And they're bundling into bundling those acquisitions into a business unit called Watson, uh, which is a play on what was a, a hot term a couple of years ago, big data. So it's a, IBM's analytics division is a way to think about it. And what Watson has has lacked uh, is is data, data to apply its analytics to. So it, my proposition is that IBM work to execute M&A transactions in the information services space. So information services companies are typically uh, consist of a combination of, of, of software and, and related services. Typically, they may consist of some analytics of their own. Uh, they are companies that are data rich, often contain proprietary data. Um, the companies that that we publish on our M&A target list are industry leaders, which means they typically have uh, pricing power. They have sustainable revenue growth. They have competitive moats around their business. Healthy profitability. All would be all the targets on our list would be uh, would be EBITDA or operating margin accretive to IBM. Uh, so were IBM to execute acquisitions in this space, they would be revenue accretive, operating margin accretive, EPS accretive, cash flow accretive. They would bring their own trove of data with them. And IBM could, again, leverage that data by by feeding it into the, the Watson uh, group and then, you know, taking that data, repackaging it, repurposing it, productizing it, and going to, to market with it. Uh, in, our, in our show notes, and, and we'll, we've already published the show notes, and we'll publish them again when this podcast gets published here shortly. But if you, if you look at the show notes, we have a, a list of 10 companies in the information services space. It's a, it's a space that I know well. It's a space that I worked in for a couple of years as a M&A executive. It's a space that I covered for about half a dozen years in the investment banking space. Um, the, the companies in the space that, that, that we provide in our M&A target list uh, have, have been around for, for quite some time. So they're hardly fly-by-night operations. Uh, they're companies that have healthy market caps. I think the largest company on our, on our list has a market cap in the in the 43 billion range. The smallest one is maybe in the in the six billion range, enterprise value, market value. Um, all of a size where IBM could get a deal done from a financial perspective. You know, it takes two to tango. Maybe culturally, some of these deals will get difficult to to do from a cultural standpoint. Um, you, you tend to need fitment at the at the senior management team level in order to to execute a deal, um, and the companies cover a number of different industry verticals: financial services, or fintech, uh, the insurance industry, PNC insurance, or insure tech, um, energy, oil, uh, to to name a few. So all 
domain areas where IBM has expertise and, and has an established practice. So the other added benefit would be you could plug in these acquisitions to an existing IBM vertical. And IBM's sales team could quickly get up to speed on a number of these companies, many of whom IBM probably already partners with. So IBM could quickly take these companies to market. And my guess would be six months to get the sales team up to speed. And probably within 12 months would be my guess from an operational standpoint. You'd start to see revenue acceleration in the target companies post-acquisition as IBM starts to push those companies through its, its sales channel. So I think the answer to IBM's troubles is, is M&A and more M&A, specifically within the information services space. Uh, again, it would address the revenue issue, the profitability issue, uh, the lack lacking of data issue around the, the, the Watson division, which is a big high-profile initiative that IBM has had for several years. It's been overhyped and under-delivered. Uh, so it kind of checks all the boxes for uh, what is wrong at IBM. And another added benefit is that within one of those companies, I would bet IBM's board, although I don't think highly of it, could find IBM's next CEO. Because I think Ginny Rometty, the current CEO, Maybe a nice person, but is way over her head from an operational standpoint. See you all next time.